Are you a sex worker looking to build a new website or a website redesign? Then you'll want to consider Fox Digital. They did a fantastic job designing my website, Stripped by Sia. If you want your website done, mention that you're a listener of the show at foxdigital.design for 20% off. Tell them I sent you. Hey everyone, just popping in here. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a trigger warning in the first half of the episode. There are some mentions of rape and incest, uh, some other forms of sexual assault in this episode. So if that is going to be a trigger for you, please go ahead and skip until the second half of the episode. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Stripped by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host, Steph Sia, aka Kimchi on stage. I'm taking a little bit of a break um, from dancing at the moment. I will be back in the new year in January, so stay tuned when I'm going to be announcing all those live appearances. But in the meantime, you can catch me on OnlyFans. I am a digital content creator there. I make clips, I make customs, I make fun videos that you'll just have to double check and subscribe to find out what the hell is on there and I was a sugar baby for many years and that was kind of like my first foray into the sex industry but this is this show is not about me the show is about sex work and it's all about destigmatizing sex work and I've been interviewing guests for the past three years bringing different guests onto the show every single week to provide a really transparent approach to sex work and what it is that we do in our industry, whether you are a talent and you're in front of the camera, or if you're a producer behind the scenes, or maybe you work in corporate, I'm really trying to destigmatize and shed light to what it's really like um, in, instead of like other people telling our story and like telling our narrative it's just not their place to do that so again we're just providing a platform where people can really um, be themselves and again provide like a really humanized approach to sex work because we are just human at the end of the day (laughs) but uh, that's a little bit about the show so if you're new here that's what we're all about and I just want to quickly pop in here and kind of give a little shout out to all the paying Patreon subscribers. So I just want to say hello to our second and third tier fans that are on there helping financially support the show. Um, hello to Jay Sunsern, Arup Sarkar. You're both here in Canada with me. Welcome, welcome. We have Snoo Snoo, who is uh, subscribing all the way from Germany, which is a really amazing, fun country as well. Justin Erickson from Vancouver, Washington. And we have a couple other new subscribers. I don't actually know where you're from, but if you want to ever comment on the Patreon, I could definitely shout that out. But hello to Selena Munn and Ted McGuire. Thank you so much for all of your help for being on the top tier. You're all helping help um, financially support the podcast, aka my website, which is going to be launching next week for realsies and not just a ghetto one that I had before. So it's, <laughs> it's going to be brand new and shiny and that is all up there. And um, 
Another quick shout out to skyhawkaftardarktv.com, which is an amazing, yeah, <laughs> shout out. It's an amazing adult uh, network of podcasts, videocasts, just like mine, uh, with very, very talented individuals at the helm of it all. So be sure to check out all the fantastic shows that are in a similar vein there, including this week's guest that I'm bringing on to the show, who I've been trying to get on the show for a little bit of, a little bit of time, but our schedules like never matched up because she's so fucking busy all the time. <laughs> but I would like to introduce this sexy voice that's laughing in the background. Yumi. <laughs> Yumi. There we go. She goes by the name of Lily Craven, and you might know her. Because she is a porn performer. She's also a webcam model and also the lovely, hilarious radio show host <laughs> of the show, Phone Sex with Lily Show. Lily, are you there? I am. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're so welcome. Yeah. Emma, we're finally here together I again. Know. Again, yes. Because we had met back in April at the Why Not reunion. And yes. Yes. I just remember like, oh, my God, this is the people that I want to meet and connect with. And you were so kind to like hook me up with other people as well and Skyhawk After Dark. So I just want to say thank you. For oh, you're very welcome. Someone hooked me up. So <laughs> is my mic? Is my mic OK? Oh, you're I'm just perfect. making sure. OK. Yeah, All right. Um, so, yeah, Skyhawk After Dark, they, they've been a great uh, platform for me to do my show. So I was like, oh, she'd be perfect. And you have been. Thank you. I've heard you've. I heard you're doing very well on it. Thank you. I'm okay. I, I do what I can do, but yeah, <laughs> I try. That's all we can do, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I know I just said a couple different titles that you hold. I wanted to throw it back to you so you can give the audience like your own definition of who you are, what it is that you do, in your own words and terms, and go. Okay, so I'm Lily Craven. I am um, mature now in age. <laughs> so my niche is um, is the extreme mommy fetish, and aka MILF, um, mommy, and I like to play with my sons and their best friends. <laughs> so it's definitely in the category of taboo. Um, and it is, we'll get into that later about really what it's about. Um, so don't run away quite yet. It is not <laughs> incest. Um, it's far from it. And a lot of people are, it's just a misunderstood, but extremely yeah. popular category. Very, very popular category. It's, if not the most popular. Yes. <laughs> yes. Definitely. And we'll definitely get into those details later on because I just want to dissect that because as you yes. said, it's misunderstood and a lot of people just very don't have much. the understanding of it. So hopefully yes. this episode will provide some kind of foundational understanding and an overview of what that fetish is all about. Exactly. And thank you for having me to explain it because it's a good one. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> well, speaking of other good things and good ones, I know you have a lot of stories under your belt, including <laughs> your story of how you got into sex work. <laughs> oh, yes. It's quite the <clears throat> original story, but it is true. Um, I had, I was in a marriage and I was a stay at home homemaker and, uh, I discovered he was cheating and cheating with multiples, like not just one or two. It was like everybody I knew. Oh, fuck. And yeah, it was, it was, and I found out all at once. Oh. So, um, 
absolutely being devastated because it was a wonderful marriage. Like it was perfect. It was my dream life. Um, and that got ripped out from underneath me and immediately I'm angry and I need revenge. And so I'm like, well, I could sleep with his best friend or I could sleep with his dad or someone just to fuck him over. And I'm like, no, because then it's not going to be about him anymore and what he did. It's going to flip around on me and he's going to say, you did it too. And so I'm like, well, that's not going to work. So I, I sat and thought about it. And uh, I picked up and went on a trip to Vegas or Hollywood, I believe, for one. <laughs> and I was on a mission to become a porn star for revenge. Dude. And that's exactly what I did. So at 40 years old, yes, 40, mind you, uh, nowhere to live, no, nowhere to go. I just picked up and I did that trip. And I once I got there, met all the people, I knew it was for me that your fi- your fans, your followers, um, everybody was so, they literally like, like I fit in when I don't typically fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was immediately accepted. My fans, you know, I had the lowest self-esteem, lowest self-worth after that. And they literally like helped me breathe again. And they told me I was important. They told me I was pretty. They told me like everything that I needed at that time, they built me back up. And I forever am grateful to the industry because of it. Um, and in it, I, I just took it and ran. So thank you, ex-husband. Yeah, <laughs> that's an incredible story. I have so yeah. many questions that already was like, oh my God, what? Go so <laughs> spurring. I mean, well, first of all, I will say sex workers, myself included, we are always kind of like the misfits. Like we never like kind of fit in. We're always like kind yes. of out there, right? And then yes. we find each other and this community and just how like supportive it is. And people just like get it and they just get us. They do. <laughs> they, they got it and I didn't even get myself. Like I didn't understand why in my life, like I was always being used or treated like crap or someone would steal from me or it didn't matter if it was a friend, my own family members, like they're just shit you know they just crap out on you there's no loyalty and there is in the industry and they from day one I felt something that I never felt like like I could I've never been able to hold a job Mm -hmm. you know I think I've worked one time for like eight months somewhere and I got fired from everything and I was like how do people work for 25 years, 50 years at a company. Like (laughs) that was those thoughts in my head were very um, uneasy. They didn't sit well with me because I'm like, how am I going to do this my whole life? You know, how am I going to? And so uh, my ex-husband did teach me, you know, he was a brilliant business person. So he, he, he had a brilliant business mind Mm -hmm. and he started teaching me about self-employment and stuff like that while we were married and so then it just progressed that I was like, I can do this on my own. Wow. And, and it, I love the challenge. It's like a game of chess. Yeah. Like everything's very strategic. Um, and I'm a thinker like that. I, I like the freedom, the, the people. Like it's just, it's been, done me so well. So it put me glad. through, I put myself through school. Amazing. Um, yeah. And it's just so worth it. Like I wouldn't change a thing. And it's where I belong. 
Yeah, definitely. A lot of people find a sense of belonging within our industry. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to like highlight that because like a lot of us feel the same way and we're like, this is where we we are. This is where we belong. So, I mean, that's really amazing that you were just welcomed with open arms. And I kind of like backtrack a little bit too. So like when you found out that your ex-husband was cheating on you and you're like, I got to think of a clever way to get back at him. Mm-hmm. And you thought, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to become a porn star and get into porn and do it that way. Did you, yeah. did you ever have any thoughts about this prior, like to this whole thing blowing up in your face or like, nope. no, Oh my God. No, I did. Um, I was a stripper in San Diego back in, I don't even want to say how long ago, but I was like 18, 19, 20. Then I had a family. So I stopped all of that. Like never even did anything with the adult industry. I don't, I didn't even watch porn. Wow. <laughs> so, oh so this was a situation where like I strategic, like I purposely like thought up, how can I get him? I want to get him. I, I needed justice. Yeah. Like, he, like you literally played me for a fool. I, I was like underestimated. And I'm like, I, if I didn't stand up for myself somehow, I would, I think it would have lost something inside me that I couldn't ever gain back. So I felt like I had to do something. And, and really, that's not my motivation now, but it was 100% my original motivation. It, and, and it really technically didn't work because he thought it was cool. So, <laughs> so but it, it sort of didn't really serve its purpose okay. per se, but it did because it just sent me in a direction in life that I would have never, ever, ever, ever imagined that I would have been doing Wow. And I love it. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's like a complete 180 degree. Complete. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's, I'm self-sufficient. I just bought my own first vehicle. Like I've never even bought my own car before. Oh so it's stuff like that. Um, I never got my education past high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and put myself through school. They didn't know they were teaching me skills for the porn industry, but yeah. <laughs> so I did market, I did marketing and, mm-hmm. and which has been it was going to school was huge for me. Um, so it's been very empowering, very oh much gosh. so. I love hearing stories about like this. This is just so it's so good. It's so it's good. so good. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm really glad. I mean, like when you when you were first starting out in the industry, and like, did you find it? And like, did you have any trouble like navigating? Like, did you even know where to go, who to talk to? What about the yeah. scammers? Like all the people that are bad out there too. Like, tell us about that. Yep. Well, I'm I'm a very monogamous person. Um, so uh, what how I've sort of counteracted that is I don't date. So I haven't been on a date in what six years or something. Um, and I just keep it like that because it goes against what I see as a relationship, but that's somewhat changing now that I've been, been exposed to different kinds of lifestyles. Um, and so it, it's sort of, it's definitely opened my mind. Definitely. <laughs> you have no choice. I've seen some shit, <laughs> but so it, things still shock me and they still, it bothers me to sleep with multiple people. I, it's not my thing. Um, but so I'm just really selective with who I shoot with. Um, and it does hold me back, but it's just the line that I, I'm working towards being a slut, 
but it's it's the, that's my biggest challenge i would say is 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 just going for it you know that dark cloud of your health and stuff like that lingers over your head right. so I, I i struggle with that um and but I, I think i think there are some good people in the industry i definitely got played from my oh, first yeah. shoot i got oh. played i got bullshitted um i fell for it but luckily i fell for it from day one. From day one. So no. Uh, yes. Can, do you mind sharing what happened if you're okay with that? If yeah. If it over like. Oh no, I would love to share. Because <laughs> so there was this, um, this talent that messaged me and I looked him up and he had a lot of following. So I was like, okay. Um, and he invited me for AVN, the last one that we had, which was 20. 21. No, 2020, because it was January. Yeah. So it was pretty much 2019, because it was, what, the fir first few days of 2020. But, um, or maybe it was 2019, and yeah. I don't know, it's been a while. So anyways, yeah. <laughs> it, was the, it was the last AVN that we had. And wait, the two, two before. So it was 2019. There we go. <laughs> okay. Like I'm flies when we're having fun. <laughs> so anyways, so I was there. Um, and he said, do you want to come film? And that it would be a trade. And I didn't know what a trade was. I, I just thought this would be my way of getting my foot in the door. Oh, okay. So, and he made me believe that. So I went, he had no idea I was his first shoot. But obviously now I know he knew because I was a ding dong. Oh I God. showed up. We did paperwork. Yeah. I didn't know about paperwork. So he told me that he would email me a copy. And I'm like, right on. And then um, we, he told me to bring a hard drive and we filmed our stuff and like he had stinky balls oh. and he didn't smell good. And like, I didn't know you can say something. Oh. And so, um, yeah, he was gross. And so anyways, <laughs> um, he's good looking, but he doesn't, the hygiene, the hygiene was not no. there. No. Um, and so I just gagged through it. Uh, we filmed it and then he... I gave him my hard drive and he recorded or he was transferring it. And then he went, look, here it is. It's all transferred, hit play. Then he played it for like three seconds. I'm all great. Like I wouldn't even ask for that. Handed me my thing. I went home. I stick it in mine and it's uh, a few seconds of me. And then it's some other, it was some Asian model. What? And so I was like, Oh, he must've accidentally like put this here. Like, oh, so, so I call him up and like, Hey, um, I think you mistakenly put someone else's on mine. And he's like, oh, okay, well, it, I can get back to you in two weeks and get it on there. And I'm like, okay. So in the meantime, he's promoting, promoting his. I'm promoting because I think it's cool, like, that I'm with him and that I was trying to, you know, put myself out there. Yeah. And so I promoted his. I did everything for him. And then um, I get mine. Oh. Then I asked him two weeks later on the dot, he, he contacts me and says, I'm going to send it. I'm like, great, go check it and the Dropbox and there's nothing there. And I'm oh, like, well, it says zero and he, there's no, and I said, he goes, you need a special program to open it. What? And I'm like, no. Okay. So I send it to this editor guy. I'm like, isn't there nothing here? And he's like, yeah, there's nothing here. Oh, fuck and God. so then I went, okay. So I contacted him. He completely ghosted me. Oh my he, God. And then he gave me some clips, like the left, like just crap clips that you can't even you really know. use. Yeah. But I, he never emailed me the paperwork either. Fucking hell. So he completely, so he fucked me for free. He fucked me over. He, 
and it's such a violation. Like you almost feel like someone's raped you. Like, and I told him that and I went after him as much as I could. And then I realized he's still a crumb snatcher and I am not. So, and I let everybody I know, know about him. And I, he's definitely, they've called me and said, Hey, so-and-so reached out to me. Ha ha. And they, said, I told him no. And I said, did you mention my name? Yep. So I know that these people have specifically told him no. Good. And if, and if I ruined one job for him, I'm good. But yeah. I know it's much more than one that has. <laughs> I'm glad. So, yeah. I'm so glad you're yeah, saying and you're like spreading the word about that because unfortunately, and we don't talk about yep. it so much on the show, but like there I didn't are know. Some, yeah. Like, well, one, sometimes you just don't know when you're when you're brand new going into an industry that you don't know much yes. about. But also there's people that even within our industry that are still predatory and will take advantage and take all the time, all the time. Like they're everywhere. Like I would say 80% of the people, they're not part of our industry. A lot of them aren't. Um, a lot of them are just men with cameras, you know? So, and that's probably 80% of your contact that you get maybe 90 Mm-hmm. that is all bullshitters like you have to go into it knowing that they're probably bullshitting you and then dissect them always get references call the model call us if they use my name call me like get on my social media do something and ask me if have they been with you because many times i've had girls reach out to me and say so you he said you filmed with them and this and that i'm like i've never even heard of them You know, and so you always contact, don't let him give you a phone number, you look it up, or you look up my social media, or yeah, always look at their work. You know, do let me see your work. Like, do you really work? And then they always any of them, they always say, Oh, no, this is the first one. I just, yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, how about you go get some under your belt and then come back because the first one now? No, absolutely. No, do not be anyone's first. Yeah. Sound we're not losing our Virginia virginity anymore. Like no. we're past that. <laughs> we're not popping cherries here. So just don't do it. And 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 be prepared that you like as much as even I know now, and I feel like I'm a very keen person. I can zone in on this shit. I still get got, you know. And and you got to be prepared for that because it, it gave me a pretty hard blow. Like I felt so violated. Yeah. Like my bot, just everything I felt like was taken advantage of for him doing that to me. Absolutely. It so, is yeah. completely it's, it a was, violation. And it wasn't a feeling I expected to have over something like that. Like it truly made me feel like he violated me. And I believe he did because I would have never consented to having sex with him if I was not in this situation that we had made an agreement. I would never have slept with him. Yeah. Never. So that's taking it from me. And I believe that that should be a, a different category of rape. Yeah. It's the same thing. He totally did it without my consent because he didn't follow through. But that's my opinion on it. <laughs> no, I agree with you with that. And like mm-hmm. thank you for, for sharing being vulnerable with that. Um, it's yeah. unfortunately sometimes very hard to talk about, but something that we need to shed light on in this industry. Mm-hmm. So, and again, for I know there's a lot of people that listen to the show that like are listening to this for advice and stuff. And that's definitely some sound advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can take. They'll, they'll get you. <laughs> get you. <laughs> but go and ahead. if it starts with a J and an A, his name, run away. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, so talking about boundaries or lack there might have been. <laughs> Tell us. Yeah, about 
tell us about that because like it sounds like you came okay, it sounds like you offer a little bit and that's fine um but when you were co- coming kind of going into the industry like where did you know what direction you wanted to go in or like how did that all work for you or people are just like this is what we want to do are you up for it so basically my fans have directed me into what niche I um got into um, so I'm a very reserved person, even in the bedroom. Um, mm. I realized I had to suck dick. Um, <laughs> that was the one that I had to really sit with myself and be like, and cause believe it or not, I didn't do that. So, <laughs> which is why I probably don't have a husband, but, um, <laughs> but, but anyway, so there was things like that, that really, like, I had to really sit with myself to think about. And I thought you had to go extreme, except you don't. Like, I've, don't. I'm yeah. very reserved. I've never been pressured to do something like, come on, just try it. Like, nothing. Not yeah. even close. Um, have I gotten callbacks? Maybe not. You know, who knows what their reasoning is for anything. But it's something that I've never been pushed to do any further. Um, and so what I ended up falling into was the taboo category. I'm a MILF, um, right. the mommy fetish. And at first they were calling me mommy. I'm like, no, like, dude, that's <laughs> sick. Like, I honestly thought this is some twisted shit. You want to be my, you want me to be your sister? You want me to be your mom? You want to fuck your mom? Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Or, And it took me like constantly being hit up for that to open my mind a little bit. And so Mm -hmm. once I was like, money makes me open my mind. So, (laughs) so I was like, I'm going to let them do whatever. And then I'm going to, it's online. What's the big deal? Cause at first I was, you know, webcamming. Yeah. So that's how I got exposed to it. And then I quickly realized this has nothing to do with them wanting to fuck their biological moms. Like it just doesn't not even close. Um, it, it's similar. I don't know if you want to get into it, but it's similar as like the same daddy. They yeah. don't want to fuck their biological dads. They just don't. And no. they don't want to fuck their sister. You, they don't want to fuck their brother. That's fucking gross. Like they just don't. That's it's, it has nothing to do with that. So once I, um, really got into it, it is so much fun and it's a lot like basically they jerk off to the dialogue. So I don't even have to really push my boundaries at all. I have not been um, at, at a point where I felt like I needed to push myself further than I was comfortable going because it's a lot of dialogue and it is fun. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. So no, <laughs> I had no direction. I had no um, understanding of really the list of do's and don'ts that that's really there. Um, my don'ts is a lot longer than my dues. Um, and that's okay. It's that okay. Is okay. Yes. I'm so glad that you said that. First of all, I'll just say this. Like, I feel like a lot of the times in sex work, people think that you have to offer everything like under the sun and you have to be willing to do everything. No. But I don't know. I really feel like it's the opposite. Yeah. So you no. Know. <laughs> no, leave that to that other girl over there. She can do it. Um, this one can do that. And this one... And, you know, I refer people. You're looking for this? Yeah. Here, let me find you someone because I'm not going to do it, you know? Um, and that's okay because there's yeah. always someone else that wants what you have. Um, 
There's oh, just yeah. always, there's, there's enough for everybody. So oh, there's more than enough for everybody out there. Like for like yes. literally anything that you can imagine or anything that you can fantasize about. And I can find it for you. <laughs> exactly. I'll be your human directory. <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of go back a little bit too, in terms of like the psychology behind going into this whole mommy fetish and uh, milf fetish and stuff too. Like, where do you think this comes from? And is it, like you mentioned, it's not about actually, I want to sleep with my mom or I want to sleep yeah. with my sister. Where does it come from? Like, can you kind of analyze that a little bit? for the well, well, first, I'm not a like doctor or psychologist or anything. Yeah, so no. this, is, this is only based off of what my interactions, what I believe it to be. Um, I, I believe it is it's similar. Okay, so I say it's similar to the daddy fetish where you have the mm-hmm. older man younger woman. Um, he's a caregiver, a provider, uh, that sort of role. And then we have the men who have the mommy fetish. Typically they're really young, but I do have ones older than me and my age, like actually a lot of them. So it really, the age doesn't matter, but they want the dominant, um, strong, experienced female but without the mistress BDSM nature of it. So they don't want the whips and chains and they don't want all that, but they do want the dominance. Um, But we're, I'm very nurturing. I'm a mom, you know what I mean? So, so it would be, you're, you're more nurturing than disciplining. Like I'll go, Oh honey, you know, you're, you're doing that all wrong. Um, do you want mom to show you how to rub your penis? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'll show you how to do it. No, it's not wrong, honey. I'm your mom, you know? And, and so it's, and then it's the naughty nature of doing something wrong. Um, but it's very, it's so much fun. It's fun. It's it's the whole storyline, the bat, you know, like my son's peeking around the corner, watch, you know, I'm watching him jerk off. It could be just a bunch of different scenarios. I walk in watching, he's watching my home videos that I made for his father, um, you know, and stuff like that. It, it's, it's great. Like it's. Oh, yeah. No, this is great. And thank you for the explanation. It, just in case people are not really familiar with what the mommy fetish is and like the, the psychology behind it. But like for me, what it sounds like, again, it's really catering and it's more akin to like the characteristics of what like a mom would. Yes. You know. Older and, woman. Yeah. Experienced yeah. A teacher, a nurturer. <laughs> yes. So. And, and, and there's also the stepmom. Um, a lot of people use that for the legalities, uh, legalities, it's terms and conditions. It's not against the law. Um, but when you say stepmom, in my opinion, it's, it's a totally different category. That's fucking your dad's wife or something. That's not. So I say, I say extreme mommy fetish because I go to the extreme perversion side of it. And I mean, really extreme, um, because it's just extra perverted. Like it's, it's much further than, you know, I'm fucking my dad's hot, you know, bimbo wife. Like, it's not (laughs) like that. And I'm, I'm like, well, Oh son, it's not bad. Your, your penis was made inside of me. So it, it belongs there. 
<laughs> you know, stuff like that. So the extreme perversion of it, and it's all in fun. It's all in, you know, I'm not out. I don't talk like that with my own family. Like it's just not, we don't have no. it in our minds that we're thinking of anybody under age. Like that's just, no. I'm not a, I'm not a child molester. I'm not anything like that. These are grown men. All of them are grown, verified grown. grown. Yeah. Yes. So it's just, it's same as daddy and daughter, you know, he, he's not, anybody who's called daddy is not, you know, in bed in the bedroom is not fucking their kids. Like it's just no. not, it's not, it's really no. not. So um, if we could compare those two, the day someone hits me up on a platform and tells me I can't say mommy, we'll, we'll have a problem because I will go balls to the walls for us, <laughs> for us who love it, um, because yeah. they better stop that daddy shit then. <laughs> but I've never, I've never had a problem. I've never had anyone or any platform stop me. Um, mm -hmm. And then I go to, go to the extreme. So, yeah, I mean, like. Along with that extreme fetish, that extreme side of things, I guess there's maybe some kind of alluring um, attractiveness or I don't know, like curiosity maybe about like the forbidden but because it's so taboo. Yes. Because you're not supposed to, you're not <laughs> yeah. supposed to do this, right? Yeah, it's like, wrong. I'm your mother for God's sakes. You can't look at me like that. So yeah, it's, it's very wrong. It's very naughty. Um, but that's sort of the nature of a kink and a fetish. It's like, it's, if you took away the naughtiness or it being wrong in societal eyes, it's not really a kink anymore. Right. Like doesn't right. that, that what makes it valuable is the fact that it's naughty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's really, yeah. that's, a, that's a really good point. Cause I feel so. like a lot of kinks are like that too. It's just like, that taboo-esque-ness. Yes. There's, yeah. There's some sort of like societal no-no to it, which is what porn's all about. We're supposed to be yeah. crude. We're supposed to be obscene. That's what porn is. It's mm -hmm. obscene. Like, oh, we're being obscene in nature. It's, it's porn. We're supposed to, I mean, it is obscene. So I like to keep the obscene and all that stuff in porn. And, mm -hmm. and, and you don't need it sit there and fuck to do that. I don't need a load on my face to do that. I right. can do it with dialogue, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, I mean, like fun. going, like going into this, like the whole talk about, about kink and uh -huh. fetish and like how extreme it can be. Um, Again, I, I I love that you're always emphasizing, like, I don't actually think like this. This is like a role that I'm playing. This is a fantasy. Yes. You it's acting. <laughs> Acting. Thank you. Yes. I mean, do you think that some people or maybe your clients, do you ever think about that some people might actually have this real attraction to some of their family members and that that's why they consume porn that's like this? Like, do you ever think about that? Yeah, I have thought of it, but I've never gotten any impression that anybody really wants to fuck their mom. I, I have not had any inkling of that um, because it's just so far fetched from th that. That's that's like a sickness, a mental yeah. like issue. This is this is plain for fun in the bedroom. Like this is it's just not. I've never had any inklings that um, someone is going to now go slip into their mother's room and slide under the sheets. Like I just. Mm -hmm. 
I, I just, I just can't even imagine like, and, and even if I'm not going to say it, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't share it with me, but I, I'm not, I'm not catering to that. Cause that's a mental ill. That's like, you're fucking sick. Like um, yeah, it's, it's, it's incest, anything with kids or anything that I can't, I can't trigger that kind of sickness in someone. They either have it or they're not. That's not my, it's not yeah. something that, and you know what, frankly, if someone did have that extreme sickness and they were coming to me online, it's better than them doing it in real life. If that's what it boiled down to, I would much rather them get their kicks from me where it's you know, where everybody's consenting and our age and everything instead of going and doing it in real life. So. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same way. Like it's better that they're consuming this kind of content rather than like going out and trying to commit these crimes in person because that's some really like sick, twisted shit that no one should ever become a victim of ever. And we, and we can't, we can't hold that responsibility in the sense that we cannot help that kind of mental illness and sickness like it is doesn't lie on our plates it didn't start with us it's not going to end with us it's just it's a responsibility that that we should not take on we should be aware of it and obviously the whole world should be um but it is not by any means our fault that someone is mentally ill you know in that in that category like yeah. It's just not um, like yeah, I didn't no. I didn't make someone schizophrenic like they came to me that way. I didn't make someone, you know, bipolar. I didn't make it's, it's just doesn't the responsibility does not lie lie on our lap. I don't believe so. No. And that goes with pornography in general, because I have done an episode like with one of the sexual health educators that I'm a friend with. And um, we had a listener send in this documentary about pornography and it was like the war on pornography and that that whole thing that's really tired yeah (laughs) that whole narrative and stuff too that porn causes this and I personally don't think it does but like also like again going back to this particular conversation um if people are suffering from that they actually need to seek like professional help (laughs) yeah that has nothing to do with us and we are not your professional help trust me (laughs) no and some people think that we are we need professional help too so let's not know (laughs) but you know on the on the on going on that you know you say like i'm i'm definitely on both sides of that Mm -hmm. controversy i believe that porn can and does have negative effects on our society as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's a time and place for everything and age. Um, I believe it's too readily, you know, accessible. Yeah. But, but then I'm on the flip side of if we would stop acting like it's such a bad thing, um, we could normalize it a little bit more. If our spouses were caught, cheating but if we had more of a free-spirited like 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 it wasn't so devastating that I was cheated on it would not have impacted me so deeply if Mm -hmm. we were more free-spirited and we had that friend because let's get real here like people do look at other people people do you know you can stay faithful you can I was faithful um but it's not a direct hit to you 
if someone's getting online and checking out a cam model, you know, like mm -hmm. they, they, I feel like I deal with so many men that can't tell their partners who that, you know, who they are. And it's really no big deal. They could probably have a great time. I, I guess the word is we, we lack communication. We do not communicate in relationships. We don't yeah. like, we are not taught it. We're taught to hide it because it's wrong. Don't yes. do this. Don't do that. And it's like, they do. And then it hits the other partner as such a deep betrayal. And you're like, why couldn't they just say it? It's because we're not taught that it's okay to say it. Like, big deal. Um, absolutely. Like, I have words about that, too. And, like, going back to that porn thing, like, in the whole, like, divide between that. I'm also with you in terms of, like, who's accessing it? How old are they when they're accessing it? Yeah. And, you know, what kind of porn they're exposed to? Because I think some of that can be definitely problematic. Um, you think? Sure. Like, what porn oh. would be? Oh, you think there should be, like like a soft area for, for a certain age. And I, don't then, know. I just feel like a lot of teenagers and this is only like based on, cause I also work for a sexual health education company as okay, well. Okay. I want to hear this. Uh -huh. yeah, and like, you know, I think the, the major concern is just like kids watching too much of a, a violent or extreme porn and then thinking that <laughs> it's normal. And then, trying to emulate that in their own relationships and that being yes. a problem. Well, so they shouldn't I, be watching it at all. Like, no. what, like, yeah, as, as a, see, that's, that's my point. I think it has that because it does, they've shown it has effects on our brains. Same as doing cocaine. Like mm -hmm. you want to get coked, just watch some porn. So <laughs> get the blow, do the porn. Um, but it does affect their brain. But when it's growing too, like they shouldn't see it at all. I don't even think the soft, nature of it is even but then again mm -hmm. dude what, what, what age all of a sudden you throw it at them when they're 18 like well, it's really it's just, it just depends it depends does. On parents and <laughs> it does like the people who are really strict on their kids and they don't let them date and this and that yeah well why do we do that well we do it because we don't want them to get pregnant we don't you know the consequences from it but why not just take care of that issue, put an implant yeah. in their arm, do something to take, but then you, and let them explore a little bit. Like, like, I don't know. Like, there's I, that fine line with that. And like, I also feel like parents are really scared of having these conversations with kids, unfortunately. And then they yeah. leave to or their teachers at school. And yeah. And don't want to or my sex ed teacher was a, a, a lesbian that was a virgin. Like, we used to go, and I was having sex, but she wasn't. I was like, what the fuck? Like, who is this woman? <laughs> and so she did the best she could out of the book. Yeah. Like, she taught me about my period and stuff. But, like, I already had it. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's really, where do you learn? I think, I wish that people would learn amongst each other, like, your partners. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and not have what you think it's supposed to look like. And not just having that, like teaching that communication with each other, teaching young men to communicate. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're talkers, but but we're also, I believe that I've been taught that it's wrong to, or this is weird, or this, like, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm definitely societally, is that a word? Societally affected yeah. by 
this is wrong. Swinging is not right. You don't, you, you let someone fuck your wife. And then now that I've been around it so much, dude, they're the funnest people. And they see it more like going bowling. Like it's an activity on the weekend. It's not, it's not like I'm giving my wife's body away. They see it as they're fucking having some fun. And really what do people our age do besides drink? Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? We can go bowling, maybe a movie theater. Like, do we, what do adults do? We don't really have activities in our society. Yeah, this is true. There's this nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. Like, you're either a drinker or you're not. And it's like, well, I'm not. So then what do you do? And, and so I think that's a, and you don't, you can go to these events. I don't participate. They take me in just like everybody else. And they're so much fun. So free spirited, great communicators, great relationships. And, and to me, I could see that working, but I see all the, all these monogamous ones that even I was, that does not work. And Mm -hmm. it's like, do we keep trying to put the triangle in the square? Like how many times are we, when are we going to get it? So I'm having to reevaluate and look at my own belief system and, mm-hmm. and see here's black and white. This is in front of my face and this is, and what works and what doesn't. And it's really hard to break down something that's just instilled in you. Oh that's- yeah. Well, that's really hard. Cause then you grow up a certain way, you grow up with certain values. You just and, don't like- know. Yeah. And it's just sometimes it's generationally too passed down. Like, you know, my grandparents taught, like my parents, and then my parents taught what they knew, what they were exposed to me. And then exactly. it's like, okay, wait, this is sometimes, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it, it, sometimes it doesn't. And, and I'm just even realizing that why do we keep doing stuff that doesn't work? You know what I mean? Like, but yet I'm not willing to explore that part of things yet because I think it's so affected like it has affected me to the point where like this brick wall like it's hard as shit to get down when you're older especially like Mm -hmm. it's just hard it's like habitually right so yeah hard to break those habits and try to like learn a new way of doing things or like kind of tweak your mind yeah to say it's okay but you're like uh but it's i just don't believe it's okay so it's like it's really it's it's a it's a it's been really um eye-opening it is it's it's taught me to not be so judgmental Mm because i realized how judgmental i was and it was bad like i was like that's fucking weird that's gross that's like quit saying that, you know, really, is it weird? These people are having like, it's none of my business. I don't have to look at it, but it's really been, yeah, it's really been a struggle, especially with the extreme fetishes that I've been exposed to. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? Good for you. (laughs) There's some fun stuff out there. Um, But (laughs) Hey, it's, it's, I don't have to participate. I don't, but um, they are enjoying it. Yeah. I can appreciate the fact that they're enjoying it and I can give them the enough that they have the right to, to do that, you know, and, and I should not get, my opinion doesn't mean shit at the end of the day. So why why give it, you know, don't say it. Why does everybody have to point at someone and say, you know, that's wrong or it's weird. Just go for it. And there's someone else who has the same weird fetish you do. Someone. Yeah. Yeah, no, there literally is people out there 
or whatever it is that you're attracted everything. to. Everything. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, tantrums aside and fetishes and kinks aside, I also <laughs> want to talk to you about your podcast as well. Ah, yes. Sex with Lily Show. Tell us a little ah. bit about that. <laughs> oh, Sex with Lily Show. It was – that's another area I just – fell into uh, so long story short I was asked to stand in do some porn star interviews and I'm like sure no problem here's hand recorder you know did it over the phone it was during COVID and I was like fuck these are boring like just straight up boring and I'm like and, and it's it's not that my guest was boring but like I didn't bring what a host I believe should have brought to to the show and so I'm like, okay, um, I need to think of something else because this sucks. And so I stopped and thought, well, it's during COVID. It's over the phone. What sells? Sex sells. Phone sex. So I decided yeah. the first two minutes I would have phone sex with my guest. <laughs> except, yeah. except I started telling them beforehand and I would let them know, you know, a week or two beforehand hey, I'm going to have phone sex with you at the beginning. And all of them either skipped out on me or one time someone showed up with a script. What? Yes. And I went, this is not working. Like it failed miserably. Like, right. Mm. So it never, the guests I lined up, I still haven't had them on. They, they skipped out. Um, and so it was, I was getting backed up. I had no interviews. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it by not telling them. I'm not going to tell them. And so when they, uh, we pop on our monitors and I'm like, hey, so um, here's how my shit goes. And I'm going to have phone sex with you um, for two minutes. And they go, what? And you go, don't worry. It's all good. Like, I'll lead the way. Okay. It's cool. Trust me. And you go, ready? Okay, here we go. And I hit record <laughs> right then. Nobody knows beforehand. They don't, I give them all the information to look it up. They don't look it up. Because yeah. no one knows <laughs> because they're sitting there. And as you can imagine, there's a lots of characters and personalities in our industry. So <laughs> that two minutes has turned into ping, 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 like every angle yeah. imaginable. It is just <laughs> the hoot. And it really took off. Um, and and that's, that's what has done it, you know. Um, I love it. It's so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> I, did, I did listen to a couple episodes too, and you can kind of tell. Yeah. And some people are like nervous or like don't know how to react. You're like, what do yeah. I say? Like, it's live. So it's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, hello. Should we try it? You and me, ready? Yeah, we should, you ready? We should okay. do it. Hello. Hi. Um, how are you today? I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're kind of giggling. Is there a reason why you're laughing? You're making me nervous, Lily. Oh, nervous. <laughs> nervous because of um are are you are you attracted to me? I'm sweating. I'm sweating. You Very are. <laughs> are you attracted to that man across the street I saw you looking at? <laughs> you have a good eye. <laughs> yes. How about we meet up in the middle of the street and stop his vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. All right. And we'll be like, excuse me, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> pull over, pull over. 
Okay. I love it. I love it. I've got his pants. <laughs> you get the blindfold and we're going yeah, to town. Okay. Yeah. We got the blindfold. Like I'll rip his pants down and we'll just um, have him in the tomorrow. middle of the neighborhood. Huh? <laughs> I love it. It's all about <laughs> golf balls and garden hoses. Right. And <laughs> So, so good at this, <laughs> but it's just you know the way they. I mean, we talk about all kind. Like some of it has nothing to do with phones, but it's just funny. Like fun. It's it's a hoot. So um, I've only had two people tell me like right then they said no, Aww. and um, and I was like why? And one you know, explained their both of them were on the business to business side of the industry and it wasn't their only adult was not their only clientele. So only one, which was Miss Reba rocket from take down <laughs> piracy. She is a Southern belle. No, she is a, she is, I, I could not not have her on. So I said, you know what? Oh. I'm going to let her slide. The other one I said, hit the road, Jack, but, <laughs> Reba, I said, Miss Reba, you can you can stay, and because what she had to say was so valuable, so I and nobody even noticed. <laughs> so that's such a fun concept, though. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun, but she's the only one I let slide. Maybe we should give her a hard time about it. We should. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. I mean, that's a really, really unique way of like breaking the ice. Yeah, <laughs> and people stay on for the whole two minutes, and then they're you know, and then I just do a regular porn star interview. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There Fun. Yeah. But we'll, we'll definitely be plugging the show. They're in the show notes already. If if you all haven't clicked already, go ahead and hit subscribe. Yeah. Um, but before I let you go, I still also want to hear about like all the events that you do in, in adults. So um, now that I'm media as well as talent, I've been attending like the Exoticas, um, the Exotica Expos. I go as media and talent. So I divide my time. Um, I can do interviews there from their booths. It's been a lot of fun doing that. It's definitely uh, wearing two different hats has been quite um it's so cool. Like it, different. you just get to be two different people, but the experiences, the networking, the people that I've met is priceless. Absolutely priceless. Um, I met you through the, yeah. you know, networking. We were at the networking, um, the speed networking speed where we, and we were, and I was at the wrong table, I think. Remember? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Cause I didn't understand the numbers. I was just sitting at the table and I'm like, well, what table do I go to now? And then I found out there were numbers on my paper, but, <laughs> but anyway, so we got together a couple of times, but, um, it's great networking. It's been an awesome platform. Um, I've done exotica. Uh, then I did, why not? I got to do the red yeah. carpet Hollywood award show this year. Yeah, that was last month. Last month right? I, I got to interview, they they so graciously invited me to interview um, the talent that was walking on the red carpet, and that was a hoot, that was fun, um, and why not, go why not, I'm still a, a huge fan, I wouldn't, anybody who wants to get in the industry, check out why not, why, N-O-T, yeah, <laughs> and, and it, the award show, everything is top notch, better than I, a lot of people um <laughs> speaking of that i'll be going to avn come uh january the fourth through the 
7th, I believe, in Las Vegas. We are back. So I'm crossing my fingers. I'll get the media credentials to be able to to do that as well. So fingers crossed. If you hear that, AVN, please let me in. Knock, knock, knock. Someone's knocking at the door. I'm more like ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. I'm here, I'm here. So I keep, you know, trying to. And with Skyhawk, they can bring their uh, mobile studio from San Diego. Cool. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. Let's. I'm. I'm crossing my fingers. We get. We get in that door. And otherwise, I'll be there as talent. Yeah, nice. So, like, again, there's so many adult industry-related events. You'll likely see Lily there as well. Yes. So be sure to check her out. And, like, again, all of your credentials, all the things are going to be on the show notes, so please click. But there are a couple questions that came in that are pretty easy-peasy, I would say. Oh, um, I'm ready. Kind of, yeah, well, let's go into <laughs> that right now. And these came from Instagram. Okay. Um, okay. From Galigo Smash. Hello and welcome. Um, the first question is, what is the best part about the porn industry? Oh, gosh. Hands down, the fans. Yeah. The fans and then that would be the pe- the people I work with. Um, but fans are, without the fans, we are nobody. Um, without the fans, our industry would not thrive. It, does, it wouldn't exist. Um, you are our, you, they're our foundation for it all. So it all goes to the fans by far. I love it. Yes. I love it. Great. Um, His next question is, what is the worst part about the porn industry? I would have to say the health concerns would be as a personal, that would be health, your, your health. And then your, um, and then the scammers. But yeah. but your most your most personal direct you know directly to you that would be a concern would be your health, absolutely. And it, that's my biggest concern. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a dark cloud you can't really shake, um, but you you can you can lessen it, lessen the the chances. Uh, you know your Russian roulette you play. You know one less bullet in the <laughs> or, <laughs> or bigger gun or whatever you got to do. But um, you can definitely lower it. But it's definitely something that hovers over all of us, I believe. Yeah. Interesting. Just the facts of what it's all about. I mean, it's just the way it is. So health. Are you just talking, referring about like just hygiene or disease? Disease. Like that? Oh yeah. yeah. Disease. Yeah. I would say I, as far as like mental health, I think we already come in to the industry with mental health problems. Yes. We don't, we don't um, develop them here it's like you don't get into this industry because things are hunky-dory and great in life like most of us get in because you're at some point in your world that is um it's like it's a necessity i don't want to say desperate Mm -hmm. but you're at a level of of needing to do this um and then they find out how great we are so yes I think a lot of it's, you know, you get in for survival reasons, but you're in a survival position because things haven't gone the way they should have gone for you. You know what I mean? For a reason. So so I would say definitely just the physical health, the disease and all that would be Mm -hmm. a, be a huge factor. Yeah. Cause there's just a lot of testing that it needs to be done. And it's just like, it's a lot. Even if you (laughs) test, even if you test, you know, there's dormant before you, it's not going to show up on a test for a certain amount of time, you know, 10 days for this 30. It's, it's, 
and we pound out as many as we can when we're during a tested time. And, and it's just, there's the chances of something happening. It's like, not if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. And right. you just better hope it's not a doozy, you know, that'll take you yeah, out the game. Exactly. Um, but you can definitely do things to really lower the risk, but it's still there. But it's so, still there. Yeah. Still yeah. looming over your head. Oh Yeah. I believe, I mean, some people, I feel like they, I'm like, how do I be like them? Like the, where it's like, it's almost like they're not thinking about it. Um, maybe mm. they are not educated about it, or maybe they don't care, or maybe it's worth it to them, which is all fair. Um, totally. I'm just not in that mind space. And maybe being a little bit older, you start to care more. Like I, if I fall, I can't get back up as easy. <laughs> I can't heal as easy. So just stuff like that. I think that is concerning. Completely valid and absolutely makes sense. And like something we don't talk about sometimes too. Ever. We just talk about the good all the time. Nobody talks about it. Nope. And, and I don't know. And you know, it's true. You can, most of it, you take a pill and you're just done and big deal. And you caught it on a test. Um, I'm more of a worrier, like, I just feel like it's my nature to be a little bit overly concerned for stuff, but I feel like it's our health. So, well, you should, well, I also feel like with health, you should take it seriously. Yeah. And we have a responsibility to each other that I think there's a lack of, um, of, Mm -hmm. of, of of a, of a, another talent understanding that when they're out doing what they're doing, that, that they have a responsibility to me to be able to come home at the end of the day and be healthy um, mm-hmm. that connection I think is, is broken a lot. Like it's not there. So, God, but, God. but there's so many responsible people in this industry. There's yeah. by no means, it, but it only takes one. Yeah. That's the so, only problem. Though. And it goes everywhere. Yeah. So, Absolutely. so Thank that's you for that. Yeah. On that one, Debbie Downer no. reality. No, check. No. It's a real thing, and I'm just like, for me, again, yeah. I just want as much transparency as possible. That's that's well, there sure. you go. That's the real yeah. of it. <clears throat> the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, yep. there you go. <laughs> before letting you go, Lily, where can we all find you? So, you can find me on Twitter um, at Lily Craven. It's L I L Y um, Craven, C R A V E N X X X. And um, you can Catch me or OnlyFans, Lily Craven, uh, mini vids, Lily Craven, uh, Sex Panther, give me a call because I will talk dirty. I will play with you. (laughs) You Do you need your mommy to read you a bedtime story? Because I can do that for you. So, Sex Panther, Lily Craven, all one word. Um, Yeah, come check me out. Also, my phone sex with Lily show. Yes. <laughs> Skyhawk after dark TV.com. And then from there it's Spotify everywhere. You can find a podcast, Spotify, YouTube, Xbox TV, you name it. Like it's just everywhere. Apple, everywhere. Google, Amazon, just look up <laughs> phone sex with Lily show. <laughs> yes. Please check it out. Her podcast. I mean with her. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm pointing at my monitor, but find me with her. I'm with Sia. There we so. go. <laughs> Well, Lily, this is so much fun chatting with you today. It was um, great. Had some great conversations, some really great revelations in this episode too. Um, and for everyone else listening, it's new episodes every single Sunday, dropping at midnight Pacific Standard Time. And you can catch me on all major streaming platforms as well. So if you're an Apple, rate five stars, write me a nice review. Same thing on Spotify, 
rate five stars if you really like the show. Um, any feedback is always welcome. And you can kind of um, get at me at Twitter, which is at Stripped by Sia. Same thing on Instagram, um, strippedbysia.com. My website's coming out next week. And patreon.com slash strippedbysia if you want to become a patron and help support the show financially. So that's it for today. Thank you. It was great. And you're on my show next. Oh, there, I got to prepare for this phone sex bit. Oh, no, no, you're not supposed to know, but yeah, oh, no. no. I'll erase my memory. No, we'll thank have you. to be. No. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. You're listening to Stripped by Sia. Hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia. Music by Ted D. Graphic design by Maria Bellandorama. And photography by Ian Davern.